Thank you again for joining me. It's uh, Sandy Waters, and this is Neighbors in Need. And in the studio with me today, good friend of ours, Lynette Baker from CCCS of Rochester, Consumer Credit Counseling of Rochester. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Sandy. Thanks so much for having me. We lean on you a lot when it comes to uh, finances, getting our budget in order. You've been on the Seven Figures podcast with me several times, but today we're going to focus on what you guys do, how you help our community. And I want to touch on the future, the future generations when it comes to finances. But first, I want to talk about all those other companies. There's so many kind of, we're going to repair your credit kind Mm -hmm. of companies out there, and they are not created equal. Nope, that's for sure. Um, And you guys are a not-for-profit. Yes. Okay, so let's learn more about CCCS of Rochester. Okay, so CCCS of Rochester has been around since 1970. So we have been around almost 50 years. Crazy. Um, We have an A plus rating at the Better Business Bureau. So, you know, if you look at that kind of stuff, we we are reliable. You know, people have given us good ratings. We are also um, licensed by the New York State Department of Financial Services. And let me tell you, they are tough. They come in in a couple of weeks to do their audit for us. And they do this every couple of years. And, you know, if we're not up to snuff, then, you know, we get dinged for it. So. Um, we always pass with flying colors. So knock on wood, <laughs> you know, nothing's changed for us. So um, but those kind of things you can look at and and know that you can trust us. Plus, we're local. A lot of these other uh, services that you hear about on the radio or on the television, um, they're not local. You have to call in and you might be talking to somebody in California or Texas or something like that. So um, you can certainly talk to us on the phone if you want to and be in the comfort of your own home while you talk to us. But you can also come down to University Avenue and sit down with one of our counselors and spread out all your paperwork and talk to somebody in person, too, which is nice. A lot of people really like that. And the first appointment, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. the consultation, is that how you refer to it? As yeah, we actually call it a first appointment. OK, OK. It's so on our first, schedule. <laughs> it's first appointment. It's first appointment. <laughs> you could just walk in. Get some advice from you guys and walk out and say, I can take care of this on my own. Yes. Yeah. We will um, objectively look at your finances. So we need to know what's coming into your household, what's going out, all your obligations. Um, And then we will take a look at that and say, here's where you could make some cuts. You might want to get a part time job or you might want to sign up for our debt management plan and we can help you by taking over all of your debt and and make it into one payment, which is what we do on a debt management plan. It turns into one payment for you. We divvy it up amongst all your creditors. And when one gets paid off, we take that amount and add it to the other ones. So then you're adding more to some of the other creditors. So we try to pay off and you should do this too. If even if you're not using our services, we pay off the one with the highest interest rate first and keep uh, just the minimum payment on the ones with the lower interest rate. Mm-hmm. And then you pay that higher interest rate off first, which is always a good plan. Okay. And then you guys have the oomph to negotiate with these uh, credit card companies and other companies to kind of uh, negotiate down that interest rate, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, so the way that works is uh, John Doe has debt and he has made a couple late payments or he's not even making the minimum payment. He's making a payment, but it's not the minimum. And you've gotten yourself into the point where you've accrued late fees, other fees. And when that starts happening, they raise your interest rate. 
because you've now proven yourself not really worthy of that lower interest rate. So they're going to raise their interest rate so that they are guaranteed to get their money that they've invested in this. And so interest rates can get up to 30 percent. It's crazy. And okay. It is. I mean, one third of your payment is going to yeah. interest, which How is just are crazy. you ever going to pay it off? Yeah. So you're not making any movement on that principle. That is the amount that you owe. You're mostly paying interest. So when you come work with us, Mm -hmm. the creditors know us. They trust us. They know that we are going to educate you on ways to get out of this debt and then not do it again in the future. They know that um, we are going to hold your hand and work with you. If you have other any other problems, we'll work with you and help you through my car broke down. I need to get a new car, that kind of thing. So the creditors know that we are helping you pay off your debt. And so they will give you a lower interest rate, sometimes down to single digits. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we have some that will get down to two or three percent, Oh wow! which okay. is a huge deal compared to 30 percent. Yeah. So now all of a sudden your payments become affordable again. And you're making more progress against that principle instead of paying all interest. So uh, they will also, also a lot of times waive the fees that have been applied to your account. So that helps too, because some of those fees are $40 every time you're late. Yeah. So and it adds it, up. It becomes manageable again. Yes. Yep. It and is it, the light at the end of the tunnel that you can get to. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing this sometimes on your own, there's no way. You're out. not going to get those concessions usually. Yep. You can call yep. and ask, but... You know, depending on your record of payments, they may or may not give you anything. And if they do, it might be a little bit. Okay, we'll give you 25 percent instead of 30, Yeah, (laughs) which, you know, isn't helping a lot. And, you know, hey, if you're in debt right now and you're buried in debt, okay, whatever got you here is in the past. Okay, we can't fix that. We're already here. Instead of feeling overwhelmed and kind of wooed by those companies that say you don't have to pay the credit card company and they don't want you to know that. Well, okay. It's not really true, right? (laughs) You guys at consumer credit counseling of Rochester, you're a close ally. You are really in this to help people. Yes, absolutely. And like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are not for profit. So we are not here to make money off of you. There are some small fees because we have to keep the lights on and we have employees that we have to pay. But it is if you compare a for profit credit counseling kind of place or debt settlement place and CCCS, you will see that they, the fees are vastly different. Now, what makes them say and I know there's probably a million things you can list off, but what's the biggest thing when they do say, hey, listen, we will help you. You don't have to pay all your credit cards off. What are they really doing? They're really getting you in more trouble. So what they're trying to do is settle your debt. So they'll talk to your credit card companies and settle for less than full balance. So if you owe 10000 maybe they'll settle with the credit card company that you only pay 5000 The problem is what they don't tell you is that the other 5000 that they settled now becomes income to you. So on tax day, you have to pay taxes on that additional $5,000. And they don't always, they're not really always upfront about that okay. to tell you that. So sometimes it's a surprise to people and they owe taxes instead of getting a tax refund. Ah. So and I can only imagine you're in a confused state. You're not thinking straight anyway. Right. You're you, so you wouldn't nervous even about think of that yeah. if nobody right. told you. You know, it's, it's just you're, you think, oh, yeah, I have to pay less money, which is great. Right. And I can pay it off sooner. But you're not thinking of 
the tax implications of that. All right. To learn more about you guys, cccs of rochester.org. Yes. Okay. And then reach out to you at any time. Yeah. Now, I wanted to get your opinion because I'm seeing more and more studies and articles talking about the next generations. Mm-hmm. They've heard our stories. There's so much information out there. There's so many great companies like yours that are talking about debt, and we're starting to get a good handle on it. And the generations after ours are becoming almost money hoarders. They're yes. being more savvy, right? They really, Do you see that? They really are. Um, and I'm not sure where the, the breakdown is, but the generation younger than the millennials, and I don't know if they have a name, but um, the generation that follows the millennials are really money savvy. They are good with their finances. They're saving. I think they've seen probably their older siblings or maybe their parents um, just get into trouble with their finances and, and too much spending and not being able to control that spending. Like I want, I need, yeah. you know, and you don't really need. So I think they've seen that they've maybe seen their parents struggle and they've made that decision that that's not going to happen to them. They also hear all this about student loan debt and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, they're headed into college. And so they're trying to make really smart decisions about how not to be paying back this huge debt the rest of their lives. Little four-year-olds saving their money now. <laughs> their little piggy bank. It's good, though. It's- it is. It really is good. And, you know, it's cyclical. That that happens. You know, yeah. you look at the baby boomers. I think they were better with their money. And oh, then you get some Gen X or Gen Y. And I don't know what order these all go yeah, in. But, yeah. you know, it's kind of they all have their different traits that define them. And... So the generation younger than the millennials so far look to be interested in having great finances. Yeah. Is it the millennials or the generation that you're referring to, the next generation that is trying to bypass college because of the fear of all the college loans? Um, Like I said, I don't know where that breakdown is, where the millennials end, like what year they were born and and where this other the the next generation following starts. But um, there is. You know, even when I was in college a long time ago, there, you know, you were told you have to go to college. You have to go to college. You won't get a job. Right. You have to go to college. And that's not necessarily true. Certainly college is a great thing and is needed depending on what you want to do. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you want to go into computer science or you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you got to go to college. Yeah. But some form of education. Yes. With anything. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So but there are a lot of trades out there now that not as many kids do as they used to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe maybe my parents generation, there's not as many people becoming plumbers or electricians or, you know, those kind of trades, which they make a good living and it's kind of hands on work. But you don't have to go to college. You have to go to trade school and it's a whole lot less expensive. And a lot of times companies will give you internships. So you're working while you're learning and, you know, it's a lot cheaper and faster than going to college. Now with college loans, because that's something you guys help too, right? At CCCS of Rochester. When you see this college loan of $50,000, I've heard it so many times with even the employees that work here that are like, Nope, I'll just have this bill my entire life. I yeah. just, they already gave up because that yeah. number just sounds so crazy. But you can't have it your entire life. You have 10 years from, so when you graduate, you get a six month period where you don't have to make any payments. 
And then, I'm sorry, if this is a federal loan. Okay. So you have this six-month grace period, and then those payments start. Now, and you have 10 months, years. Do you pay interest? Is there interest accumulating during that six months? It depends on the kind of loan okay. you get. Some okay. yes, some no. So there are different kinds of loan. There's the subsidized federal loans, and they don't accrue interest while you're in school or in that grace period. But the unsubsidized ones accrue interest all the way through school and oh. the grace period. You oh. don't have to start making payments till six months afterwards, but it is accruing interest. It's a low interest rate comparatively. It's about 4%, but it's still accruing interest where the subsidized ones don't accrue interest. So there's different kinds. And then there's parent plus loans where the parents can get loans from the federal government. So there's a variety. And then there's private loans. You know, if if you get as many federal loans as you can, which you should do that first, because the interest rate is so much less. On private loans? On Federal loans. Oh, federal loans. Yes. So you should okay. get all the federal loans that you qualify for first before okay. you go and try to get a private loan because the interest rate will be a bit higher. It's it's still not a huge amount higher. It's not it's still less than ten percent. But it's still but it's higher. Mm-hmm. It might be double, which you know, two times four is eight. So yeah. you know, it might be eight percent or seven percent, but it's still accumulating and that will accumulate all the way through school also. And can you, so giving advice to the people who just feel overwhelmed and have already given up on their student loans, is there a way that you guys can help pay yes. that down? There are a lot, especially, with, you know, with the with the private loans, you need to work with the bank usually. But they understand and they're willing to help out. They can consolidate some loans. They can work with the interest rate, those kind of things. So if you have private loans, you really need to work with the bank. Okay. We can help you a little bit, but mostly we're dealing with the federal loans ah. because there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of Of course there is. bureaucracy they when you're dealing with the government. Us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so so we help you with that and just trying to navigate that system. So we will make sure we're looking at all of the loans that you have, because sometimes you get them from different places all the way through school, or sometimes you get one and then you take a break and then you get other ones and they're through different servicers. Yeah. So we'll make sure we know what we're looking at. And then there are programs for deferment. There's income-based programs. So if you're just out of school and you haven't gotten a job yet, but your loans are due, we can help you with that. Okay. So, you know, there are some other programs that you can get into, which will lower the payment extend the term or or you know you might not have any payment for a little bit okay until you find a job and then when you do find a job we have income-based programs too so as you make more money your payment goes up okay you know which makes it a lot easier so So no matter what kind of debt you're dealing with right now it's not the end of the world the great people at cccs of rochester will help you cccs of rochester.org or the phone number 585-546-3440 thank you so much thank you